fly list. Um, well, as, as far as the no fly list, no fly list, no fly list. Welcome to another week of the No Fly List, where we talk to comedians, artists, and other interesting, cool people of color. I'm Athir. I'm a mama. And this week, we had Oscar Aiden, who, one of the most interesting guests I think we've had. The most interesting guest. Oh my God. You guys, you have to listen to this. I mean, obviously, you already are, but Oscar is hilarious. Uh, I've known him for a while. He's been doing comedy in New York um, for a, a while. He's been producing a bunch of shows. I've done a few of his shows. He has a podcast called Gay DHD, which you have to check out. He's the winner of the New York Underground Comedy Festival. But besides all his amazing you know, stuff that he's done, credentials, he's just such an interesting person. Uh, we find so out much- like, right off the bat, we're like, okay, he drops... Within the first five minutes, yeah, I found out more about Oscar and how interesting his life was than anyone I've ever known. (laughs) Seriously, I'm like, how do you not have like a one man show, one person, like a Netflix special? Yeah, which he He Oscar is so funny that you will definitely see him have one of those things in like pretty like soon. He he runs all these cool shows in New York. Um, but he's just, this is one of the like funniest episodes. Oscar had me laughing from like 30 seconds in. I it's felt just, like it was like a Maury show meets like, I don't know what, like yes. all this stuff was happening. He reveals all this crazy like family stuff and he talks about his background. Um, what it was like know, coming out to his family. Yeah. Like, coming yeah. out to his family or most of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you when you listen to the episode, you'll know what we're talking about. Exactly, exactly. Uh, the rest are too old to access a podcast or the internet, so I don't, I don't worry about that. Um, yeah, we talk about his background um, being Turkish, and we found out so many interesting things about Oscar. Uh, I had no idea that he was adopted. Uh, and he talks about reuniting with his like long lost brother. And yeah. it's such a crazy a, story. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, definitely listen to this episode. The story is so fun. And you're also like, wow, yay, modern technology <laughs> for Seriously. bringing people together. It's yeah, exactly. Now I feel like my life is so not interesting, but you, <laughs> he's all the makings of a comedian and our new friend and He's also going to be on our live show sometime coming up in the summer. So you guys have to like check us out on Instagram and follow us um, to see when the live show is out. But before we get to Oscar's episode, we're going to get to our first segment, the No Fly List, No Fly List. So Mama, do you want to tell our listeners what that is? Yes. As things are opening up, these types of people deserve to be on the list. It's people who don't take no for an answer when you're like, I don't want to hang out right now. And I don't know if this has happened. Maybe it's happened to people who are listening to the pod. But everyone's so eager to be like, let's hang out. Let's hang out. But it's like, no, not right now, man. Slow your roll. I'm not ready. Okay. Exactly. I like that. So, yeah. So, on today's shit list, I know fly list people who try to... Uh, hang out with you aggressively, I would say. And don't take like hints. You know, some people just, I don't get how they don't take a hint. Just like if someone's like not wanting to respond and like not responding enthusiastically and taking like a week to get back to you about a, hey, do you want to hang out? Then maybe just like back off a little bit and let them come to you. But there are people that are just like overly aggressive. And yeah, as things are opening up, it's cool and there are some people I want to see, but there are also some people I was glad not to see during the yeah. pandemic. There's there's been so much of that and like You know, know who you past, are. No. You know who you <laughs> they are. They don't yeah. listen to this podcast. They definitely don't. But like, yeah, there's just this whole week I like finally like saw people and was doing things, but I am like I feel like I ran a marathon level exhausted. Like everything is happening really quickly. So just take your time and stop. Don't be one of those people who's like, oh my God, like let me know when we can hang out. It's like, no, I will let you know. Take a hint. 
yeah, take a hint. Don't pressure people no. into hanging out. It's not high school. Um, also, peer pressure. I wanted to add another person on the no-fly list. While we're at it, here are other people that shouldn't fly. Uh, people who peer pressure you into drinking. I'm like, we're not 15. Oh, yeah. I got peer- I'm. Yeah, I'm just like, who... I get it. Like, we're all having a good time, but I hate when people... I think it just makes them, like, feel better about their own drinking that yep. they want to get you, like, super drunk. Like, I don't mind a little nudge. Hey, you want another drink? But, like, people are just trying to shove drinks down your throat. Yo, yeah. I really don't like that. I'm actually as... Not that I drink. Just kidding. I do. I'm yeah, yeah. We don't, we're talking <laughs> yeah, about juice, parents. <laughs> we are talking um, about If my parents juice. are listening, look, I drink. But also, yeah. they can't even figure out how to open the computers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they ask you to. <laughs> exactly. But, like, I'm taking a whole month off. And it's been, like, I've had to, like, today I had to be like, nope, not is drinking. Is this your Ramadan resolution? No, this is my. <laughs> That's not a um, thing, white people. Nope, it's not a thing. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely not. It's just me realizing that I need to, like. Um, be just better to my body and it's better for my anxiety. I have such severe anxiety and like the drinking ups it so much. So hopefully people relate to that and I'll let you guys know in like a week how Ooh. the how it's going and like how if my anxiety is yeah. better. Fingers I, crossed. Yeah, yeah. I think that's always good to take a break from any kind of vice and just sort of go back to baseline, hydrate, get healthy yep. again. And just know what it also feels like to not have those things in your system because sometimes we just like forget. Yeah. And you're like, oh, actually, I do feel better just to have like a frame of reference. So I support that. Take care of your body. Take care of yourself. uh, Enjoy yourself and enjoy Oscar Aiden. Yes, Oscar. Hi. It's so nice to see you. Oh my god! I've seen just, you in person forever. Even I mean, though we've done probably, shows together on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, it's been like four hundred years. It really. I has. know. I don't know if we've ever met, but I've just heard really amazing and wonderful things about you. So I was so excited from everyone uh-huh. I know, and I was like, "Oh yay! Now we can be we can be friends as things are Aww. opening up." That's so adorable. You obviously have not been reading the Grinder reviews, but thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. I should read. Now I'm going to read them. Now I have yeah, to read them. Read the Grinders <laughs> rough reviews and then get back to me about those accolades. Please yeah. write in if you've dated Oscar. We'd love some feedback. Don't write in. Please don't write We would love to it. know all the dirty details of our guests. Oh, my God. I would literally just get canceled with the words, so this is what he did to me. <laughs> Oh my God. So I knew, okay, Oscar, I knew you were like Middle Eastern of some sort. I was like, okay, he's no fly list eligible, but tell tell me more about like your background because we've done some Middle Eastern shows together and stuff, but I didn't quite know exactly like where your background is and how you came to be here. Listen, I know, I know how that feels because obviously uh, I am ethnically ambiguous. And even for the longest time, I did not know what I was in terms of background. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I was voted most likely to have a halal cart in high school. (laughs) Um, Very accurate. Also, like, there were other clothes. Like, I was smoking when I was five. And, Mm. like, I had a full beard. Yeah, you were born with a hookah in your mouth. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I had a a full beard and mustache when I was, like, eight, too. (laughs) And I had goats as friends when I was 14. Like, that's... (laughs) You're like, something! about this i i think i'm getting my roots yeah yeah uh no i actually found out that i am as iranian uh so people my family are from azerbaijan but then they moved to iran so i am persian (gasps) Ooh, but i'm also turkish so like i'm like middle east like i'm fanatical but like fanatical light you know? Yeah. Like there's yep. Abra and then there's Sabra light. So, yeah. Like Faya yogurt, but like 0%, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so how I did you find out. out? How did you find out all your background? Oh my God, long lost story. I actually am adopted and my, uh, my real brother found me after 25 years. Found me on Facebook and started Holy shit. messaging me. Yeah. I have a real brother. Uh, I haven't talked to him. I probably should reach out and be like, hey, how's the pandemic been treating you? But obviously, oh my God. You know, <laughs> I'm, 
Yeah, I'm gay and selfish, so that hasn't happened. <laughs> Wait, is he oh, like wild. a full-on Middle Eastern man? Okay, yeah, I need to know everything. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> so I was adopted, and then he did not get put up for adoption because he's older, but I did. And then uh, we got separated when I got adopted. I moved to America with my parents, who are my adoptive parents. And then three years ago, this person reaches out to me and they're like, hey, I'm your brother. Now, mind you, this is all in Turkish. So I don't understand a word he's saying. Oh, my so God. My instincts automatically go to him hitting on me. So I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, this guy from Turkey, he's hitting on me. What is he saying? And then I tell him, I show the text to my friend and she's like, he's your long lost brother. And I was like, oh, that. Oh, that could have been awkward. I yeah. was like, oh, that's so glad I didn't send him a dick pic. So <laughs> and that, he would have been like, wow, it's the same. It's like, it yeah, looks I mean, just I mean, like dicks mine. work. <laughs> Are we related? Are we <laughs> dick twins? Yeah. We're related. Uh, so, he, so yeah, so he sends me that. And then all of a sudden, so we're chatting. And then I meet him and the family last year. Uh, well, not last year. Sorry. In 2019. Like I the parents him. and everything? My grandparents are still alive on my mother's side. My grandmother is 97 and my grandfather is 99 and served in the Korean War. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I know. Do you want to know another fun fact? Yes. They think I'm straight. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, are they blind? <laughs> Wait, are, like, have you ever wanted to tell them that you're not? Or is it just like, uh, no, what's the point? point? Yeah, okay. They live if in another like country. Old they school, live in another country and they, had, and they don't have internet access. Like, that's how are they going yeah. like, to know? <laughs> so what happened to your birth parents? My birth mother passed away while giving birth to me. And then my father gave me up for adoption. And then I found out that he passed away five years ago. Whoa. Yeah. That is. What you about your older real, brother? How old? Yeah. So real ABC we actually, I was given the best gay gift any gay man could get in the entire world. Better than Louis Vuitton luggage. Better than abs. Better than anything. I actually don't know what year I was born. Ooh! Oh, first of all, you were the most timeless, ageless. I am. It has been ageless five right minutes, now. and you have been the most fascinating guest, right? I'm like, I, there's so much to dig into. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> you dropped yeah, more information ageless. in five minutes than I've like that I know of some of my friends for like 15 years. This is amazing, and also yeah. I'm really sorry. That. You can get yeah, my like, audio book on Doctor Keep going. later. <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, go ahead. Do, so, do you know? Um, like, like your your birth date at least, or is it just completely? So i I was born on March thirtieth. I'm not going to tell you the year because gay men don't do that. But <laughs> what I will say is, we're not sure what year I was born. Um, when I was adopted, my mother thought I was two and a half. Like, she's like, you couldn't have been older than two. She's like, I know what two-year-olds look like. And she's like, you look like a two-year-old. But apparently the papers said that I was like four going on five. But she was like, no. She's like, I can't. She's like, I can't, I can't believe that. So wondering either I was a very small, small four-year-old or they just don't know when I was born. And I was actually born in 19 a year. 2000. Yeah, I was born in 2000 versus... <laughs> You're oh, a Gen this Zer, way. actually. Yeah. Like, think of it this yeah. way. I I think I was born in 1998, but I was might have been born in 2000. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Very interesting. Yep. That's so... Not, and also, by the way, that this is not even like a adoption thing in the Middle East. It's very common to have, like, no records. That's true. And oh, yeah. be, that's so yeah. common to even people. In, I have so many people in my family who, like, don't know for sure their birthday yeah. or, like, the year they were born in, oh, in the yeah. Middle East. It's they took the common. worst records. They do. Yeah. My, my parents, when they came here, they were like, yeah, like, we have a birthday, but we don't know if it's our real birthday. And, like, when I went to Pakistan, I, like, I was trying to make conversation with some kid, and I was like, Oh, when's your birthday? I don't know why that was like the first thing. And he was like, what's that? And I was like, all right, never mind. <laughs> we don't have birthdays. We have, we have days. We yeah. have oh days. We might be born. Yes. Yeah. 
Everyone remembers yeah. when you die, though. They're so that's how dramatic brown people are. They're like, we don't care. They about will remember birth. that day for sure. <laughs> well, do you, did you go back to Turkey or Iran? Like, did you travel to go see your grandparents? Or yeah. So my dad okay. lives in Turkey right now, and so he moved there after my parents divorced. So he moved there, and he's there now, living with the rest of my family. That's obviously my adoptive family, but I've known them ever since I was a child. So they are my family. Uh, but he also, I got to meet my uh, my brother and his kids, and I'm a gunkle. Um, they don't know <laughs> what that it. is. They don't know what that is. But uh, yeah, they don't, don't need to. Right. They don't have gunkle. They just in the think cor- it's a cute sound. Oh, gunkle. <laughs> right. They're like, we, that, uh, they're like, if it's not in the Quran, we don't know what it yep. is. <laughs> um, and so uh, I got to meet them and then I got to meet some other family. And yeah, it was really interesting. But here's the thing. Like, I'm like, you have to understand. I'm meeting people that I've never met before. And now they're like, you're our real family. And I'm like, yeah, that's intense. That is. Like, I mean, like, it's how not, do you like, adjust even... your feelings towards yeah. that? You're like, I guess I'm supposed to love you the way fam loves each other. Like, well, you're my I blood, but I don't know you in the first place. So, yeah. So it's like, it how do you do- catch up to like now? This is family. Well, did you have any siblings also from your? Uh, Adopt- no, okay. no. And where I are they from? Emotion. Are they Middle Eastern? I don't like have your, emotions, so and I don't. Well, you're dead on the inside. Your perfect. I was gonna comment. say, when oh. were you born? But you know what? We don't really know that because I can't do your your birth chart if you don't have emotions. But at least we know his <laughs> sign, I guess. From Mark. yeah, is- you could do my birth chart. I will say this: I am very much like Aries, so I think I mm. was born in March. I know. Whenever someone says I don't have feelings, I'm like, are you an Aquarius? Because that's. Like, that's me. Oh, no. I've just been, oh, like, okay. burned so many times as a gay man where I'm like, <laughs> feelings. <That's- laughs> so you're, you, we all have feelings. We just let situations, like, make us jaded or bury I mean, them down. I mean, of course I have feelings. Like, I'll We're gonna cry make you if cry. there's no ice cream in the grocery aisle that I want. You know, like, I'll break just down important things. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Important things. But so, I don't give a shit about everything else. Is your, wait, so is your, are your adoptive parents are they turkish are they my dad my adoptive father is turkish my adoptive mother is norwegian okay oh okay so you still had the culture with your father oh yeah right the turkish culture it wasn't like you grew up with these white american southern people and then they were like oh surprise you're middle eastern (laughs) yeah i mean that's what i thought (laughs) i grew up on cod and potatoes and then, like, <laughs> from Minnesota, where where did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah we used to have pop. Uh, oh, I, grew pop. In, I grew up uh, near Wisconsin on the uh, northern Illinois border, where and all the so, Turks uh, are. You know, yeah. And uh, <laughs> our idea of uh, our idea of a good uh, summer uh, treat was uh, sloppy joes. Uh, Lay's ruffle <laughs> potato chips and some uh, pink high C. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's exotic. I know. Seriously, that is very exotic <laughs> white food. That's yeah. So that funny. is. That's like you know primo. That's like four course meal right there. Yeah. With sheet cake from the grocery store. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> wait, I she, sheet cake is the best thing in the world. Wait, People I knock on it. No, all we did when I was growing up was get sheet cake from the grocery store. But like, and then my mom just started to make cake that was like the sheet cake. And she was like, I do better. I was like, no, you don't. Like, we just got to go back to the grocery store. (laughs) Although I will say this, my mom does make, my mom and my aunt make a mean craft macaroni and cheese. Oh, that must be. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Very difficult. they make it the way I like it. So they add (laughs) butter and half and half. And then they use an extra packet of cheese. Ah, so that's ah. a trick. That sounds very fatty. Oh, God, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it a, it's like sounds- gout waiting to happen. <laughs> I don't, who gets gout nowadays, though? That's Is that a... It's like you're just gout? flexing if you have gout, Oscar. It, wait, what is... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. No, I don't have gout. But like I did... I did... I mean, like I, I, I ate awful as a child. I used to eat macaroni and cheese and then i would eat sheet cake and then i would eat loaves of bread like mm. an entire loaf of bread with butter on it just in were my you a room small child or bit like you seem like i mean you're very like thin per- were you like thin as a kid and just eating whatever or did it catch up to you no i used to be a 38 waist oh 
I'm like, Is damn. That- yeah. That's like, Until I used when? to be a 37. I remember I used to buy jeans that were like 37 waist. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, Until. Yep. Until, Until I came out of the closet and then I was forced to lose weight because they're <laughs> like, the gay shamed that. you. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. So- it was like, it's either that or you go back in the closet. And I was like, well, I moved into a studio and I don't have one. So I'll take care <laughs> Did you? New did York you- forces you out. <laughs> There's no- it does, yeah. Yeah. nowhere to hide. Did you come out in New York or when you were living in Wisconsin? I mean, if you listen, here's the thing. If you want to like lose weight, come out of the closet. Because then gays will be like, you need to lose weight. And you're like, I gotta <laughs> lose weight. Uh, I came out in Chicago. Yep. When was oh, that? When, when oh, did God. You... When did I ruin my parents' lives? Uh, let's see. So I they know. Say, oh, yeah. They, hello. Well, I was gonna say. Here's the thing. <laughs> they were shocked. But I'm, okay. They were shocked. <laughs> but I wasn't like, how did you not know? Like, I played the flute. I was in a Norwegian dancing uh-huh. class where it was like 18 white hair, like white, blue eyed, <laughs> blonde haired children. And then this. And then I was I was my mother dressed me up as Dolly Parton for Halloween once. And then my uh, and then like I played the flute in high school and I was in all the musicals. Yeah. And then they were shocked that I came out of the oh, closet. Wow. And I'm like. Where they should have told you, they like, Hey, Nevada. Oscar, we got to tell you something. You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's a day, right? That's right. <laughs> they should have been like, Oscar, we have to tell you something. What? You're a homosexual. Like, what? <laughs> Me? Like, no. I'm shocked. Yeah. They're like, Oscar, we're taking the sheet cake away. You need to lose yeah. weight to find you a man. <laughs> oh, I love the sheet cake. I love a good sheet cake. Oh, shit cake, shit cake. I love the shit cake. <laughs> my Middle Eastern impression always sounds like I have something stuck in my throat. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't do it anymore. I can't. A <laughs> That's pretty a accurate. One. I feel like if I yeah. do it, it's racist. But really? people think I'm Middle Eastern, so oh, I'll do it. <laughs> I think you can uh, do it. You're South Asian. It doesn't matter. It always blends. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No yeah. one knows the difference besides well, us. Apparently, That's the thing. my my aunt was like, no, like we have like lineage in like Syria. But I was like, everyone does. Right? It's like, isn't that like a I universal mean, here's thing? the thing, though. Like, I mean, here's the thing. We're all technically Middle Eastern. Yeah. But, like people don't really know what Middle Eastern is because they always associate Middle Eastern with being Muslim. Yeah. And I'm like, it's mm, not really wrong. We're called Middle Easterners because that's what part of the world, the world we're yeah. from. Exactly. Yeah, that's Did part you, of the. That's where we're from on the globe, the Middle East. The middle of the East. Um. Did you grow up with religion? Like, were your parents like? Did your dad practice anything, or your mom? Like, were they I culturally was Lutheran. like? I grew up Lutheran. <gasps> oh, what? How? Whoa. My mother was Lutheran. Okay. So your dad was just like, cool, whatever. Like, yeah, my dad was like, whatever you want to do. I'm too tired to deal with the religion. He was like, go, go get your communion. That's like what dads are like. Yeah. Yeah. My, I, I grew up Lutheran and honestly, it had no bearing on my life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely none. Aren't they like the chill Christians? A little bit more chill Lutherans is what I hear. Oh my God. Lutherans are literally like the hippies of the religious world. <laughs> yeah. That's the, yeah. that's what I heard too. Yeah. Well, yeah. so were your parents like kind of like just fine with like when you came out? Was it like my I don't think any I don't, you know, back then. Yeah. And I mean I don't want to say back then because I don't want to age myself. And back but, in the day of nineteen you know 90. back in the day of uh 2010. Uh, <laughs> uh you know, when I was uh eighteen. Uh <laughs> No, back in the day, back in the day, like coming out, it still was kind of like, you know, there weren't a lot of gay people on TV. Mm-hmm. There weren't a lot. There wasn't a lot of representation. So it's not like and people also like it wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, we're so happy you're gay. And I'm like, mm, really? Uh, but like that's for the families now. But back then it's like, you know, oh, you know, you're, you know, so it was yeah. easy, but it was like. It was easy in the sense that my dad accepted me, but then my mom cried and my aunt cried. But then it just goes back to like, how are you surprised? Yeah. Like, how are you yeah. surprised? How like, did you, you not caught know? me looking at gay porn. Like, how are you surprised? <laughs> they just thought you were a good Middle Eastern boy. Yeah, like he's at studying. Gay porn. Is that how he's that studying. works? He's studying. Because they're they like, because yeah. there's a lot of, because there are a lot of gay people, obviously in the Middle East, but um, they. 
they're repressed and in denial of it. So they might be doing things like having like close sexual relationships with men, but they're just like, ah, they're just being friendly Arab men or, or whatever. I mean, of like, course. Like I remember when I, t- I told my parents when they caught me looking at gay porn, it, I remember the website, it was called nakedsword.com. <laughs> and I told my parents that it was a website about the Renaissance fair. <laughs> wow. And then that's I realized really that telling my parents that was actually gayer than the gay porn. <laughs> I was just yeah. about to say, I was like, how did that save you? <laughs> oh God. Oh no. It didn't save me at all. I mean, they, I could that have was your cover up a worse yeah, lie. I could have gotten away with it. Had they not charged my father 1499. Oh, for you have to be careful. You were, yeah. you were now, if you're listening, don't use your parents' credit card. Don't use your parents' no, credit card. No, just don't. gotta, there's free porn Just everywhere. steal someone else's <laughs> credit card. And or just, I mean, or free porn, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's porn. actually yeah. a great website called beeg.com, and it's got loads of free hour-long porn. I mean, Ooh. a friend told me that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we wouldn't. Well, know. now we're sponsored by <laughs> yeah by this website. But. This is great. <laughs> and you do you want to sponsor us, please? <laughs> yeah, if you'd like to sponsor Arabs on No Fly List, then please reach out to us. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, well, so we have um, our first segment is actually a dating segment. So oh um, yes. Oh no, it's going to be so you get to give advice to one of our listeners. It's called 50 Shades Wait. of Brown. I'm so excited to see what you have to say for this week's listener. Um, are you ready? Yes. Um my girlfriend won't introduce me to her male best friend and whenever he calls, she pretends she's not with me. We've been dating for 4 months. What should I do? Drop him? Drop Wait, her. Drop, Wait, drop her. her. I- no, drop yeah. her. Drop right? her. Yeah. Yeah. Also, drop, I mean, unless the gay, unless the male best friend is gay, then no. Bye. Yeah, there's some Bye, shady Felicia. shit going Next. on. Yeah, that's yeah. Some... Don't put up with that shit. Like, how are you? I'm, I'm. You're hiding me. Is that how it goes? Also, they're you're probably fucking. Me? Like, let's be. They like, gotta she's... be fucking. Yeah, yeah. she was uh, smart. They have she... to be fucking. They have to be. Yeah, or they're they like in a fucking. Yep. Weird thing. Yeah. Bye, dropper. Bye, bye, Felicia. Yep. Next. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I if I've ever been. I've been in situations where yeah, obviously the person has like a, uh, like a female best friend, but it's never been a situation where I'm like they don't want to introduce me. Like usually, if it's on the up and up, you want your best friend to be friends with like the person that you're dating. So if they're hiding, especially if you're call- if they're calling and acting like they're not with, that's definitely a cheap move. Also, oh, I don't God, know if yeah. it, like is he like the best friend or just her other boyfriend? Like, right, <laughs> right. It's not like honestly. That's a good point. I don't also, have the skill. Why is he, yeah. Why is this other person calling you? Like. That's- well, don't you guys call your friends? Am I the I call all the time. I call. Oh, I call. I guess it's because I don't have any friends. Oh, call. <laughs> we'll call you now. It's awkward. They're like, well, oh. thanks for bringing it down. <laughs> you have two <laughs> friends now that you can call at any time. Oh, don't worry. I will call both of you and be like, oh my God, this guy just dumped me. What do I do? And they're like, who is this? Uh, no, I'd be like, Oscar? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so I know. I honestly, my best advice dumper she's obviously cheating if she can't even introduce you yeah. as her boyfriend that's some weird shit that's shady shit going that on that is right very there. shady i can't think of a good explanation like usually i'm like oh let's look at the other angle i can't see another angle or side to this yeah. no you're being cheated on um yep. have you guys oscar have you ever been cheated on or been the cheater yes okay Oh my god yes. i don't want to stereotype i was like he's a gay man <laughs> what are you talking about you know I, what our motto is, right? If you can't have a happy or heart, wreck a one. man. Sorry, I just think like it's a. No, wait, it's what'd true. you say? But I said, you know what our motto is, right? If you can't have a happy home, wreck one. I like that motto. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I want to take my that. Motto. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I use that's, that in all my sets when I'm hitting on straight men in the audience. I'm like, mm, I'm going to take you home. Yeah. Has it worked? Uh, no, it has never worked. Although I have gotten emails for restraining orders later on. And I'm like, so maybe that's a flirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> it's like a 
my God, stop. No, <laughs> All I'm, right, I'm you're obsessed little, with me. Yeah, I've always been really nice about the, like, you know, the flirting or, like, the the sexual harassment of the people in the audience. Because I'm always, like, yeah. I always go, I, you know, what's interesting is, like, when I do crowd work, I'll always go up to people afterwards and be, like, thank you for letting me, like, have fun with you. And they're, like, yeah. I'm, like, listen, I legit, like, harassed you, you know, for at least 10 minutes out of my, like if I'm on stage, I'm going to go up and just say thanks, you know, because then that I like doing is that like, too. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because, because it's like, we what? know we were playing, we were both playing right. and we're it's playing fine. And also reassures them that like the next show they'll go to, like, they'll be like, yeah, that was a lot of fun. He, like that person was really cool. Yeah. Um, but no, to go back to your story about cheating on. So I met this guy at this bar a long time ago. And we went back to my place. We got it on. We were like getting, you know, busy. And then we were finishing up and I was like, well, you know, I'd love to chill sometime. And he was like, I can't. And I was like, well, why not? And he's like, I'm getting married tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, yes! oh my God. And I'm like, well, what's his name? And he was like, her name is, and I was like, Oh my, like, oh my god! I feel like she should probably know. Yeah, but that's not. No, so when wow. you ask, yeah, it's like more. It's like a normal Tuesday morning going to Starbucks. <laughs> oh, I hope they had a lovely wedding. I hope they're listening. <laughs> yeah, I hope they have a great wedding. I hope you have a nice wedding. Can I get some of the gifts? Thanks. <laughs> Seriously, some yeah. hush money, maybe. Oh yeah, no. I always. I, I'm not like. <laughs> I'm terrible. not rolling with the bankers. I'm rolling with like the bus boys down the block. Yeah. Oh, that's me all the time. Yeah. Um, you got to balance it out, though, with something. Like, you roll with both so that you can use that money to buy the cooler people uh, <laughs> some stuff and dinner, you know? You got to yeah, I mean, I Robin am Hood. Co- I am a Coco Canal queen, you know? So, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, those oh, my God. It's hysterical. Yeah. Oh, so how— so how long have you been in New York now and like starting doing, did you start here with comedy? I started in, okay. So I did my first kind of like show in 2008 and then I did like, I did a new bringer show for like four or five times and it was fun. And then I stopped doing it uh, cause I had to work and make money. And then I, Started up again, and then I got distracted by gay volleyball and then personal life. <laughs> so I stopped playing. I stopped doing comedy. And then and that was in 2016 because I used to run the open mic at Bunga's Den uh, on Thursday. I had my show there, Shady Pines. Do you remember? That was yes. like back when Bunga's was open. I think oh, we I back know. in the I know. Anyway, yeah. that was like a great, terrible place too. But it was, yeah. yeah. So did the show at Bunga's Den. And then uh, I remember uh, then that stopped. And then I was like, I would go to like an open mic here and there. And then I stopped because I had some personal issues. And then I started up again back in like 2018, 2019, early 2019. And then 2020 came around and I was like, oh my gosh, I got, you know, passed at Broadway Comedy Club. I'm going to do this. And then everything just fell apart. Yep. And I literally, the March of 2020, I was going to quit comedy. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I was going to quit. And now... Because forward, of the pandemic? Just because I felt like everything was just like, it wasn't meant to be. I was like, obviously comedy mm. is not meant to be. So, I, you know, I had all these spots. I was really starting to take it off and really get into it. And then the pandemic hit. And... It just, I was like, all right, well, maybe this is just a life's way of telling me that I shouldn't do comedy. Uh, and then like the, the beginning of the pandemic, pandemic was hard. And then I joined this Facebook group called Displaced Comedians. And I started doing more stuff with that group because they had open mics and Zoom open mics. And I was like, sure, why not? So I did like Zoom open mics and everything. And I started getting some shows from that. And I was like, all right. And Honestly, I look back and I realize that that pandemic really, like this pandemic has helped me because for the longest time, I was a crowd work comedian. I love doing crowd work. I still do. It's like, I just love being into the audience and getting to know them and having fun. 
But what this pandemic did was really make me sit down and write comedy because you couldn't mm. do crowd work over Zoom. So I actually had to sit down and be like, all right, now I got to write out good shit material. I wasn't all good, but I had to write out stuff. So I was like, all right, let me start writing and start writing and start writing. And what that did is it really helped me to kind of like get my footing back into comedy because here's the thing, right? You're only as good as your last set. And that's one of the hardest things. Unfortunately, in comedy, comedy, that's like a thing. Unless you have proven yourself time and time again, Mm -hmm. then people will be like, yeah, no, you're normally good. If you're a veteran and you have one off show, no one's going to think anything of it. But when you're at our level, they're just going to remember how they saw us last. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, but they'll be like, oh, you know, that person has good, you know, that person's, you know, predominantly good, but sometimes there's off nights and that's understandable. Um, uh, But... It went from nothing to now I am producing four shows throughout New York City. Yay. Hell yeah. And then I even did your Zoom show and Oscar. It was so much fun. I love that. And you're, can I just, you're, fuck what the universe does or thinks. You're a fucking comedian. Your origin story, your personality, your just presence. Like you are the definition of a comedian. So Whatever the universe throws at you, that is not a sign for you to not do comedy because you are doing comedy even if when you're not trying to do comedy. You're just. Do you know for the longest time in the theater? Thank you so much, and I really appreciate that. Do you know for the longest time I was like, I don't fit any, I don't fit in anywhere in this comedy community. Like I I felt that too. Uh, Mama knows how much I talk about that a lot. Actually, I feel I felt that way too. Yeah, yeah, I also it like, takes time though to like figure out and sometimes like it is like comedians can be shitty but like to like it's so weird like Oscar like everything that you're saying in your presence it's like no if you're not a comic and then some of the people who are I'm like oh, that's not how it should work. <laughs> Just kidding. I love everyone. <laughs> we need the confidence of a straight white man. Oh God, yeah. Can I buy that somewhere? Like is there a Groupon deal for right? I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. no, but it's true. A it's mediocre like, straight white man on top of that. I'll that even confidence take, is like, great. Yeah, I'll even take a straight white man who's never gotten laid before. Like, I'll take that confidence. You know, Yeah, that's it's still, still pretty good. Yeah, that's still pretty good. Because in his still, mind, he's the best lover. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Never, even if he's a virgin. <laughs> yeah. No, he's still white and he's still male. So he's got it. You know, he's got four out of the 7,000, you know, things. That's like, fine. Uh, no, but it's true. It's like, it's hard being a... It's hard being like a comedian and always have it like I have. And I'm pretty sure this goes through a lot of comedians minds, but there's always that self-doubt. Like, am I good enough? Am I doing good enough? Am I hustling hard enough? Am I making a difference in comedy? And here's the thing, you know, like a lot of the comedy clubs in New York City, they've got their they've got their rotation of comics. Right. And right now they're going and they're using their rotation of comics. And that's amazing because those comics have earned it. Right. Those comics have been there. They've hustled. They've gotten those spots. They've earned those spots for. But for people like us, it was kind of hard prior to the pandemic because no one was really, really producing their own. I mean, people were producing their shows. But it wasn't like the explosion of shows that you see now where everybody's just producing a show almost. And it's it's amazing because here's the thing, right? Like, I know that maybe I I do like have a spot like here and there at Broadway Comedy Club, and that's great. But for me, if I want to, if I really want to make an indent in comedy, I'm just going to produce my own shows. Like that's just exactly how it that's is. honestly and that's what we're about. doing too. Yeah. And we'll have you on the live no fly yes. list. It's coming back. It's gonna be yes. outdoors. It's coming back in May. So we'll have you on. We'll definitely have you on. And also like I would love that. When I first started when I first moved to New York, first of all, a lot of people in Boston were just like, Oh, like you barely why are you moving to New York? And I was just like, No, I now I'm gonna take that offensively and um just do yeah, everything seriously. I can. <laughs> and I produce my own shows and it took some time, but I realized like so much from producing and then from like being around like other people and other people were producing shows, like how much work went into it. And I like wanted to make a really fun experience for people. And that's like one of the best things I did. Cause I, I booked people who were like Manhattan comics and Brooklyn comics, people from Queens. And I feel like the way that I started to like learn about New York stand up wasn't just relegated to one 
borough or one like, oh, Manhattan people only do crowd work or like Brooklyn people know how to like write better. I think that experience was so great. And I'm so excited now to see how all these people are producing all these shows, more stage time, but also just like more opportunity to be yourself and do what you think is funny and do it right. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, honestly, you just have to hustle. Like it really is about hustling. And and your own I mean, hustle. You don't have to hustle like everyone hustle. Whatever your hustle is, that's your hustle. Like, it's your max. It's not everybody else's or it's what yeah. you want to put into it. Yeah. And I think that's the hard part, too, because we all look at each other like, oh, I'm not hustling like this person or this person. And it's so easy to feel inadequate when you do that. Yeah. No, and I'm pretty sure that there are people who look at us as the same way as we look at people above our level and being like, Oh, I wish I was hustling. or I wish I was able to do that. Or I wish I was able to do this and that. And that's understandable. It's a ripple effect. It happens throughout every single layer of comedy. So I've just come to the realization that, you know what, I'm going to produce comedy. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to do the best that I can, you know, listen, this, we're not, it's not brain science. You get a bunch of comics, you make sure you have a microphone, you make sure that they're, you know, solid and that's it. Like that's, we're not, we're not, we're not putting on a concert for Madonna and, you know, mm-hmm. and share here. Like it's literally. It doesn't take much. You just need a mic much. and people. You don't even need a mic. Speaker. We have done shows without mics. Yeah. Yeah, outside we anywhere. <laughs> We've done so many random, especially during yeah. the pandemic. I think it's taught us that you could literally do comedy anywhere. Right. I mean, there is comedy happening on the train. There's comedy. Ha- I mean, everywhere, literally. So. No, it's literally. It's what you want it everywhere. to be. Yes. Uh, yes. But I mean, it's it's hard. It's really hard as a comedian because you constantly compare yourself to other people and you're like, am I doing it? It's exactly right. Uh, It's exactly right for what both of you said. You're constantly comparing yourself and like, am I doing enough? Am I making it? Yeah. And I think like the biggest thing that I'm, I'm hoping to keep this like mindset, which I learned like during the pandemic was just like, I don't know if I'm doing anything right, but I also know that like some of the opportunities I've gotten have come from the craziest of places that I would have never expected. So if I'm just doing what I love and if I'm just happy, like sometimes you're not happy, it's fine. But if I'm just doing what I love and I'm creating shit that I actually like, then like I think I'm doing it fine. And that's when like all of the opportunities I've been getting have been coming from there where it's like I did things that in the past, I would have been like, no one wants to like hear or see or read this. Oh, yeah. And then this year I was like, no, you know what? Like, this is all I have and it makes me happy. So I think like, that's just be happy in what you're doing. And when you're not happy, take a fucking break. No yeah. one's going to know you're missing. Also, yeah. what's the point of being a successful comedian if you're depressed through life? What's the point of being a successful? I mean, what, is that, that really the success? Point of being a comedian is because yeah. you're depressed through life. I think right. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But like, what is the point of life, and how do you define success in life? Because I think a happy life is a successful, productive life. No, I mean, yeah, I think one of my biggest problems is I have not, I have not like define success, right? I've defined sexual success. And trust me, I have reached sexual success. Have well, I we'll reached- wait for the callers from Grinder to tell us that. Well, we're <laughs> waiting on the reviews. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> um, but no, that's the thing is like, you know, it's just like, do it. I, we did a show last night and people were, people, you know, it was a small audience, but here's the thing. Those people that were in the audience were like, we are so happy to be out of the fucking house. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Want to go to, they're like, we didn't want to go to a comedy club because it's indoors, but we wanted to do something comedy mm-hmm. and this is outdoors. And so I feel like comedy, outdoor comedy, even though I'm very happy for the clubs reopening and I look forward to them getting a full on 100% back in the swing of things and I'm excited for them and they deserve it yeah. more than anybody else. I will say outdoor comedy is going to boom this yes. summer. I'm so, so excited. excited. We're yep. going to have so many shows and it, the fact that it's outside, I think, is just encouraging more and more people to come. Yeah. Even though in the beginning we're like, this is weird and not ideal, I but the it. way comics have adapted that oh, has yeah. really given me a lot of faith in us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. All right. So, Oscar, we've got one last segment for you. Okay. You're ready? It's called Keeping Up with the Caucasians. <laughs> so, this is a segment where we talk about things that white people do, and we talk about whether we, as people of color, also do these things. So, you've got a unique background of, you know, we'll see how much white has seeped into you from Wisconsin. 
So <laughs> these are the different categories that I'm going to call out. You can choose from. And then I'll uh, throw out a white thing. <laughs> I love it. So I'm waiting with I'm waiting with Caucasian breath. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've got food slash beverage, pop culture slash TV, activities, style clothes, phrases or sayings, and miscellaneous. Oh no, I want to go food. Food right away. Food I, is always the best. Yeah, food. If any, if everybody else does food, I'll pick something else. No, no, we haven't had food. Food is always a good one. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. I'm very, very interested in Caucasian food. How How oh. do you feel about and have you had or do you like tuna melts, which is hot tuna with mayo between bread? For those of you who are not right? keeping track at home. And tuna cheese, melt. right? And cheese. And I cheese. Think it's like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah sorry, I cheese. forgot about that. Cheese and fish. I'm sorry. I'm. That's just not kosher in any way. <laughs> Literally. In like, it's really know. not. No. Tuna melt. You, you like it? it? No, you yeah. like, are you eating one now? <laughs> it's not like I'm going to go out on the, you know, I'm not going to go out every day and be like, you know, I feel like a tuna melt. No, it's more like sometimes... I will have those urges. I'll have those desires, those taboo, those taboo Caucasian desires and treat myself <laughs> to a tuna melt. Sorry. I've never had it, but I know one of my white friends from no. Boston. I've had it. I've had it. it. Oh, uh, no. He posts about it often. I'm like, is this all you're making? Jack Burke, it sounds so out. wrong to put tuna plus mayo, which I already have issues with, plus cheese, and then make it hot. I'm sorry. There's just something. It's, I've it's had gross. a tuna melt. I've had it. I'm not crazy. Let me ask you something. Have you ever had a Philadelphia Philadelphia roll from a sushi place? Yes. Oh. No, that's the cream cheese one, right? I have. I have. No, it's fucked up. That is so gross. I'm guilty of that. I'm very no, guilty of that. So gross. I like so it. So gross. I like it. I know. All right. I'm a hypocrite. You just came you out me. of the closet. I, you got, I'm a white. Talking. I'm white, you guys. I'm white. Oh, no. I think yes, I just found out I'm white. Yeah, I never love the Philadelphia roll. Because we I'm will not... always pull it out. We will always pull it out. Everything. You found a way. Yeah. You're right. You know what? Philly roll should be on my list because I always order a Philly roll. <laughs> I'm not going to yep. lie. And it's salmon and... And cream cheese. But it's cold. Ugh. That's my... Uh, my rice and seaweed. It's so cream gross, Athea. But it's cold. I, I love it. I love it so oh. much. Cream cheese and seaweed together, Athea? Would you? Maybe. I will eat cream cheese with anything because I'm a big cheesecake person. Anything cream cheese, I will eat. You can put cream cheese on anything. Um, yeah. I just, I well, think I can't stand mayo with cheese also plus fit. Like those two, like I'm already iffy about mayo, which is well, a very white Why don't you try thing. it without the mayonnaise and just do one of those like oily, like kind of like, you know, the ones without mayo. Maybe. And do like it avocado oil or something. I could do tuna avocado, but that's not even a, that's a totally different thing now. My it's not a favorite tuna bagel. Milk. My favorite bagel is a whole wheat everything bagel toasted, scooped out with hummus, avocado, Ooh. and pickles. Ooh, oh, that actually like sounds that. pretty good. That you brought together your your Turkish, Middle Eastern, and white side. Yeah, you really and then, did. Uh, like, and then really the New York did, I, with the bagel. Yeah, I literally <laughs> did a Fruit Loop of the Middle East. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the official food. Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it. Okay, all so right, we're what all, else white food do we have? I have another. Yeah, if you want another white food, I'll throw at you. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Come on, let's go. Cottage cheese. Do you eat it? White? That's white people food? That's, That's very awful. white. Yeah, wait, I I thought, who eats really? cottage cheese? I feel like it's kind of white. Eaten, I, don't I don't like it. I feel like white people I eat it. I don't know if it's it. original. I try to uh, like well, it. I'm I can't. Also, I'm also a trashy gay, so I'll put like, you know, French dressing on it. It's definitely American. It's first made in America, but farmers in Europe, of course, were making. I mean, everything was taken from Europe, but it's definitely. I well, I'll haven't had it in other. American thing. Yeah. It, I mean, all right. I, I, like, I like cottage cheese. It's also a healthy late night snack. If it is healthy. And it. that's why I've tried it so many times. I want to like it. I can't get with the consistency. I can't get with you the put pineapple in it. 
Um, I've tried one that comes with the pineapple. I didn't like it. I tried no. it savory and I liked it uh, more. Ooh. I put a little bit of cucumbers and tomato and just put a lot of like Middle Eastern spices on it. <laughs> I was like, I could eat this. <laughs> but I I've okay. had it when I was like hiking. That's like you the- like fanaticalized her I did. cottage <laughs> Oh, I had to infiltrate with the Middle East. Like, yeah, I had to put cumin. Let's about. put some sumac on there. <laughs> some yeah. saffron threads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She threw in some tears. You know, a little bit yeah. of sand from the beach. Blood of the blood. infidels. Yep, yeah, blood of the infidels. Yeah, yeah. Mwah! It's beautiful. It's delicious. Amazing. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been so fun. I oh know, Oscar, I'm... we're going to see each other soon. So I'm going to do your show. You're going to do our show. You're going to yes. do our, oh my God, it's going to be so fun. Yes, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's going to be totes amazing. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy. I I really appreciate like all of the comedians. Like it's, I will say this, it's very hard to find like genuine, just cool, chill comedians in New York City. Remember, we're all hustling for everything. And I will say this, for the longest time, I didn't realize that comedy was a business. And you are a business entity. And mm-hmm. I was just like, comedy, oh, it's fun. No, this shit's a business entity. And you legit have to fucking hustle to keep this current. Afloat, yep. keep it going, yeah. I'm not going yeah. bankrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Literally, you have to keep moving. Yep. And it's, it's exhausting because you're constantly... You're self-promoting all the time. I'm a comedian. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I still do not have any videos of me like doing comedy outside or comedy at a club with like the subtitles still don't have that. And I need to get on that. Like I have no text me. I'll show you an easy way. I was going to say, text I was gonna, yeah. yeah. If- well, no, it's the problem is I don't have any video. That's Oh, so do it your next show. And then our show. We'll, we'll, I was going to say, maybe yeah, at our show, we can like, we put might up a hire pod. Yeah. yeah we, we, we might could just get that. a videographer for our show. That'll be yeah. good. That'll be good. So that way everyone can Because you're hilarious. You got to capture that and share it with the world. I know. I know. I know. Thank you. I appreciate that. But no, you're absolutely right. That's something that I should be doing now to get myself out there. And you will. And it will, like, especially with, like, you have four shows. Yeah, plug your shows. You want to tell our listeners where we can find your shows, your social media, all of that. Find me on Instagram at It's Oscar Aiden. And then I have Twitter but I'm trying to get more into it. And that, my Twitter handle is I have gay DHD. <laughs> and then, I love. And then uh, my shows are, so I have a show coming up on the 16th at Our Wicked Lady in Brooklyn Ooh. that I'm producing at 7 p.m. Uh, that's nice. Friday, April 16th at 7 p.m. Then I'm producing one at the Tiny Cupboard on uh, the 21st. Uh, which I fear you're on. Yeah. Right? Yes. Come yes. out. Yes. Come yep. out to that so one. It's uh, the 21st at 7 p.m. And then I'm producing another one. It's called Ja Ja Ja. And that is a uh, that's a show in Harlem at 106th and Park at La Fonda Restaurant. That's on uh, fr- that's on Saturday, the 24th of April. So no, this has been absolutely wonderful, and I really Thank appreciate you. it. I love you. Yes, we we love you, I'm, and we love to hang out soon. Um, yeah. And in the meantime, follow our show so you can see Oscar and all the amazing guests we've had at No Flyless Pod. You can follow me at Ethereum Coop. You can follow me at Amama Sardar. And yay, guys. 